Rock and roll, man. way to start things out welcome everyone to the panic attack big john hollering at you uh my other little light this little light of mine i'm gonna let it shine so i woke up this morning to some even more interesting intriguing news about the Vince McMahon saga saga Sega Genesis um, remember to follow me on getter and Twitter at the real underscore big John also do that like share and subscribe thing that we all like it when you do when you do that thing you do So now we're starting to see. I've been hearing this for hearing various people, various people talking about the real reason Vince retired. It, it's uh, now Tuesday, July the 26th. He retired on Friday, uh, five minutes after the stock exchange closed uh, it's interesting to note that yesterday when the market opened or I should say on Mon Monday July 25th WWE's stock went up 9% now uh, I've heard that this came after the announcement that Vince's son-in-law, Paul Levesque, or Hunter Hearst Helmsley, or Triple H, whichever you'd like to call him, and I will probably use Hunter, Triple H, and Paul Levesque interchangeably, so... Note that as you're listening and watching. So, uh, the good thing, let's talk about just the wrestling side of it. Uh, with Paul Levesque in charge of the creative side of WWE, final decisions, 
uh, and different things like that go through him now, uh, you're going to see a lot more uh, sport-oriented wrestling. You're going to see the smaller athletic guys get more attention than the big lurching, lurking guys that Vince was always in love with. Um, I'm sure, you know, if there's a, a big guy, uh, like a fella named Wardlow, who, it, that's all one word, W-A-R-D-L-O-W, Wardlow, uh, in all elite wrestling. Or a guy like Brian Cage, who's just a, a, a monster beast of a, a bodybuilder and a great athlete. Uh, if guys like that come along, or Braun Breaker, or Braun Steiner, or, Braun, or Rex Steiner, which are all the same guy, Braun Breaker, Rex Steiner, and Braun Steiner... Or one guy. Uh, you see people like him come along. Yeah, he's he's big as shit, but he can he can move and he can work. Uh, when someone like him comes along, yeah, they're gonna get a push, obviously. But when Triple H was his best, he wasn't the steroid freak. I mean, he might have been on some steroids, but he wasn't the. Uh, Gigantamundo guy that could hardly move in the ring. Uh, when he was at his best, he was Hunter Hearst Helmsley. He was 240, 250 pounds of solid muscle. But Vince likes big, jacked, bodybuilder looking guys. And then, you know, Triple H got really on some good steroids and jacked up and. The rest is history. Um, but, so back to the real reason Vince retired. Uh, federal prosecutors and the Securities and Exchange Commission, um, affectionately known as the SEC, uh, and not that's not Southeast Conference for you college football fans, uh, so the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, and I know I pronounce E funny, so it sounds like I'm saying SSC or SSE. No, it's SEC. Uh, they're probing CEO Vince McMahon's hush money, according to reports. And there's nothing, as we learned from Donald Trump and Stormy Daniels, there's nothing wrong with hush money. The thing is, it was he using corporate money and covering it up, or using company money and saying it was his own without going through the board of directors and the appropriate channels. Now, let's go back. Vince McMahon has one of the best lawyers in the world, Jerry McDivitt. They took on the federal government in uh, the 
mid early 90s it ended around 1994 um, Vince was allegedly selling steroids to wrestlers all the wrestlers the federal government brought in said no I was taking steroids long before I knew Vince McMahon uh, yes, there was a doctor there who sold steroids to the guys, uh, but as one wrestler, the warlord, told the jury and the court and whatever, uh, he said that he, he turned the doctor down because he could get steroids cheaper somewhere else. So anyways... Oh, wrestlers and their wisdom. Uh, but Vince McMahon and Jerry McDivitt beat the Fed before. One thing, when you beat the federal government, they don't give up. They keep looking for ways to come after you. Now, this, I don't understand all the public money, all the stock exchange stuff, but... Let's go back. So after the steroid scandal, WWE business was down. Wrestling in general was down. Uh, wrestling needed to reinvent itself, which Vince did later in the 90s. But that period of 94 to 96, 97, uh, the WWE was down on its ass financially. And Vince saw a way to reinvigorate his company and they came back tremendously uh, late 1997 uh, oddly enough with the Montreal screw job where they screwed uh, Bret Hart and ran him out of the company or he was going out of the company but they screwed him over on the way out um but 99, 2000, when business was huge, they had 20,000 people at non-televised wrestling shows. Um, you know, they were just packing houses. And Vince decided, now, now I'm big. Now I want to be big time. We're not just making wrestling. We're making movies. Now, he did start a, a separate movie company. But what he meant was the entertainment that he was making through wrestling was a, a movie that never ends. Okay? But on the other side of the coin, wrestling has always been the entertainment industry's dirty little bitch dirty little cousin, you know, something. It's entertainment, okay, but we're still going to look down our noses at you. So, Vince wanted to be mainstream and accepted and seen as this great entert sports entertainer. So he decided to take the company public and sell shares. Uh... As it's been told over and over, his shares are worth more than, well, 
they have more voting power than an average person's share. But that's not important right now. When you become a public company, you have to make a lot of things public. Like the way you're spending company money. This is where the Securities and Exchange Commission comes in. If he was covering these scandals up with company money, covering up these uh, affairs with women, this hush money, now you have to go through the board of directors, you have to follow uh, rules and laws as to how you pay people. Uh, let's say you're paying a paralegal, I don't know what that job pays in Stanford, Connecticut or New York, but I would guess that it, uh, it could be a $100,000 a year job. Well, at some point the paralegal got a $100,000 raise. Then, of course, supposedly out of his own pocket, Vince paid her $3 million over a period of time uh, to leave the company quietly. Okay. Now, in all total, we're up, they've found more and more hush money uh, payments. Now, as far as we know, these are all relationships between consenting adults. There is one girl that, you know, he's uh, seduced into giving him oral sex. And then when she turned him down the next time, uh, she got a demotion and then her contract was not renewed. Uh, she came back. That happened in 2004. Five, I want to say and she came back after him in 2018 and got a seven million dollar shut up scandals uh, hush money seven million dollars in hush money now that's a big deal that's a lot obviously that's a lot of money but so far we're up to now 14 Point seven million in hush money. Uh, last I heard on Friday was uh, twelve million. So over the weekend they found another two point seven million in hush money. So let's see what CNBC has to say about the SEC and their pro uh, federal prosecutors looking at vents. Uh, they have launched probes into payments made by Vince McMahon to settle allegations of sexual misconduct, according to a Wall Street Journal report. This is a new Wall Street Journal report that came out over the weekend. The WWE on Monday disclosed $4.6 million, so I was off by .1, $4.6 million in previously unrecorded expenses paid personally by McMahon who announced his retirement Friday so did they 
Did they find another 14.6 million on top of the 12 million we knew about on Friday? I'm a little confused there, CNBC. Uh, McMahon76 is the largest shareholder in the company with a 32% stake. And like I said, he has a special kind of share that has more voting power on uh, than the rest of the shareholders. The Securities and Exchange Commission and federal prosecutors have launched probes into payments made by World Wrestling Entertainment CEO Vince McMahon to settle allegations of sexual misconduct. According to a new report from Wall Street Journal, the WWE on Monday disclosed $14.6 million in previously unrecorded expenses paid personally by McMahon. The company also hinted that the misconduct allegations already subject of an independent investigation by the board of directors are under investigation by other entities. So now other agencies are looking into this. Uh, the sentence goes on to say, but did not specify which agencies. Um, a lot of states, and New York being one of them, have changed their, uh, I think it's, they call it adult reporting laws, where let's say you were sexually assaulted as a teenager They've extended the statute of limitations well into your adulthood that you have to report that crime. And I think it extends to all sexual assault charges. So the girl that was, or the woman, pardon me, that was coerced into oral sex with him and then turned him down a second time and then 13 years later came back and got seven million dollars from Vince might just fall into that category of the de uh, delayed reporting and he could be in trouble for maybe sexual assault now That could turn interesting. I'm just speculating. I don't know that. Okay. But that's speculation on my part. Got to read light. So, I, I'm confused on this $14 million thing. Uh, it says... WWE on Monday disclosed 14 million in previously unrecorded expenses. So is the total now up to 26 million dollars? I'll have to do some more looking on that. The company also hinted misconduct allegations. Uh, already a subject of. Okay, I already read that part. <laughs> According to the Wall Street Journal. These federal investigations into McMahon hastened his retirement from the company. 
McMahon allegedly paid nearly $15 million to women from 2006 through this year to ensure their silence over alleged misconduct. Uh, the WWE said it would reflect the unrecorded expenses in updated reports for 2019, 2020, and 2021, as well as this year's first quarter when it reports its second quarter earnings. Now that's interesting. It had been said he had been paying money out of his own pocket, at least to one girl, one lady. Now, th this paragraph makes it a little more clear. Uh, allegedly, $15 million from 2006 through this year. So, it's uh, allegedly paid nearly 15 if they're going to use 4.6 14.6 million two times in the fucking article just keep using that number please don't need to change it halfway through uh anyways so it it must be 14.6 million total from the way the uh CNBC clear clarified it all that other stuff was CNBC quoting the Wall Street Journal, apparently. So, the company is set to report on uh, its next earnings report on August 9th. But the revision could delay that. They always have a shareholder phone call and report all of the uh, latest earnings and updates with the companies to the shareholders. I wonder how many shares you have to hold to get in to that that meeting, that uh, phone call. I'd like to buy one share just to sit in on that phone call. Um, so that's the latest with Vince and this hush money scandal. There's a question that came up on, uh, it's called What Culture Wrestling? Well, whatculture.com slash WWE, or if you go on YouTube and search What Culture WWE, and I think that's their Twitter handle also. Uh, they have a lot of interesting reports. That's where I heard this. Um, but a Twitter follower, I believe, or maybe they were just talking about it, whatever. They brought up Vince McMahon going into the WWE Hall of Fame. And the one guy said, nope, nope, never. No, I would never put him in the Hall of Fame if it was me. Uh, but they said that, you know, he would definitely be in his own Hall of Fame eventually. Um, I don't see why you wouldn't put Vince in the Hall of Fame. As far as we know, right now, 
there was one there was a lady referee in the 1980s that um, accused him of rape it got swept under the rug that's terrible and I don't know if uh, the new extended adult reporting period would cover her allegation of something that I mean she worked with the company through the 90s into the, like the early 90s in 1992 this uh, rape allegation became public on the Phil Donahue show but um, aside from that allegation these are all relationships between consenting adults the one who is allegedly coerced into oral sex that could fall under a rape statute uh, it could fall under sexual harassment workplace harassment uh, and again depending on where this happened laws are different in different places and I, I would have to look at the federal laws uh, but as far as the federal prosecutors and Securities and Exchange Commission it's all financially related problems I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the the worst Vince will have to do is pay a big fine and be shamed publicly but back to the Hall of Fame thing the guy that changed the wrestling world and change the entertainment world should be in the Hall of Fame. Relations, every relationship we know that he covered up right now that's been proven is a relationship between consenting adults. Allegations can be allegations. We don't know that he ever raped or sexually assaulted someone if if he did now it's a whole new ball game I'll completely admonish and bury him and say he's a fucking asshole okay but if you pay somebody off hey don't ruin my business by saying we had an affair don't ruin my marriage here's a couple million bucks okay I'll take your millions of dollars and walk away that's an, another agreement between two consenting adults it's not right but it's not illegal and it's not it's not illegal so, anyways, I think Vince McMahon should be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame this year. Uh, I would love to hear him give a full-blown address. And, uh, you know, he loved the fans. He was nice to every person I know that ever met him. Uh, he was always nice to the wrestling fans. 
the WWE does a ton with Make-A-Wish Foundation and the Special Olympics. Uh, that's phenomenal of them to do that. And they, they do other things uh, with their own children's cancer uh, charity. Going and visiting children's cancer wards and uh, dressing the kids up as their very own wrestling gimmicks and bringing the kids out to music and introducing them like they're wrestlers and and stuff like that. Uh, it, you know, it warms the heart. So, again, thanks for the memories, Vince McMahon. Sucks that it ends this way. A um, little disappointing and heartbreaking. But that is life. I'm going to do a breakity break and come back and do my SummerSlam predictions. BRB, be right back. hot female cover band doing a, a Led Zeppelin cover. Never heard the song, but the girls can play and they're cute, so. Oh God, now I'm going to be investigated for a, a scan, skig to scandal. So it's SummerSlam. Wrestling. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm a dork. SummerSlam is coming up. One of the big four pay-per-views. The original four pay-per-views WWE ran used to be only one a year for a few years and then when Vince and everybody got their uh, bearings they said damn we can make a lot of money off this pay-per-view stuff and next thing you know we're looking at uh, four per year and now of course once a month uh, SummerSlam was always the mark of going back to school for me. It always, it, at least in my head, in my memories, going back 25 years since I, 30 years almost since I've been in school, but whatever. Uh, SummerSlam was always the mark of the end of summer. That and Labor Day. Uh, it seemed like not long after SummerSlam or sometimes the day after uh, SummerSlam, we went back to school. This year it's on Saturday, July 30th, which this is going to be a big wrestling weekend. There's a great uh, wrestling card uh, at a show called StarCast. And some Ric Flair is going to give the rub to a lot of young talent and talent that's in the middle of their career uh, that deserves a breakout. Uh, the Briscoe brothers being two, uh, although I doubt they're going to get a WWE contract or would they take it, but also the Von Erich brothers, the sons of Kevin Von Erich, 
are the last living of the Von Erichs I grew up with. Uh, they are wrestling the Briscoe Brothers on this star cast pay-per-view Sunday night along with Ric Flair's last match. Uh, I, I, to me, this is Vince, or Vince, yeah. Rick, it's really sad at this point of his life that he's doing this, but the wrestlers that are on the undercard People are going to tune in to see, is Ric Flair going to drop dead in the wrestling ring? But they're going to see some outstanding up-and-coming wrestlers. Wrestlers that are, I would say they're a step or two above up-and-coming. And some wrestlers are going to get their big breaks out of this star cast show. Now, I didn't get on here to talk about Rick's last match in StarCast. Uh, that's a side note, but it's a big wrestling weekend with SummerSlam being on Saturday night. I missed the last pay-per-view because I'm so used to it being on Sundays. But match-by-match match rundown in no particular order. Logan Paul versus The Miz. Logan Paul is supposed to be the good guy in this match. Although I don't think he's getting good guy reactions. At least not from me. Logan Paul versus The Miz. Um, it's going to be a good match. Logan Paul wrestled a lot better uh, at WrestleMania than I thought he would. And The Miz, honestly, is a good enough wrestler to carry anybody to a good match. So, this will be entertaining. Hopefully, uh, Miz's wife, Maurice, is there. Plays a prominent role on camera. Now, Maurice is cool as hell, man. She was a great wrestler, but she kept injuring her knees. Uh, Logan Paul is probably going to win... Uh, if he has any kind of a lengthy contract with WWE, they're obviously going to want to put him over. Bad thing is, I don't want to see Logan Paul ever be world champion in WWE. Uh, next is Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins. Uh, this, it, this is going to be a great match. I look at this card, and uh, these are all going to be great matches. Uh, Vin, or Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins. I pick Matt Riddle to win. Uh, I think Seth Rollins is over to the point where he doesn't need to win to be over. So he can lose a match. He can lose a lot of matches and still be over. And I think uh, Matt Riddle needs a... A rub here. He was getting a rub from uh, Randy Orton. Now that Orton is out on the shelf, uh, I see where you know somebody else needs to give Riddle that boost into the uh, main event level. 
And I think Riddle needs a, a title belt of some kind. Yeah, of course, he was world tag team champion with Randy Orton. And when Randy Orton comes back, I hope they don't turn these two against each other. I'm just so sick of seeing guys be a tag team for the sole purpose of then turning on each other. That's just me. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. This is going to be a great match. Two women with a history. Um, this is a long-standing feud. Really, I would I would rather see Oscar versus Bianca Belair at this point, though, because. Becky Lynch, another wrestler who's so popular, so over, she doesn't need to constantly be in the main event to be over. But Asuka has earned more than what the WWE is giving her. Now look, this was all planned out before Vince retired. So now that Triple H is retired is in charge of creative, maybe we'll see Asuka go back on her reign of terror like she was in NXT. <coughs> that is yet to be seen. But Becky versus Bianca is going to be a great match. Bianca, I've said it a million times, one of the best athletes in wrestling. The woman is athletic. She can move. She can jump. She can fly. She can mat wrestle. And she's got power. She's strong. She's got some big shoulders on her. Big uh, traps. These, mus these muscles that go from your neck to your shoulder. Strong woman. Phenomenal athlete. Great character. And a, a human being of good character also. She's married to Montez Ford. And every day on uh, Twitter, Montez Ford posts, God is good. I like that. I like people of high quality and high character. Uh, I picked Bianca to win this match. I think her world title reign has to continue. And really, I think... We need to build a, a better feud between Bianca and Asuka. And we also need to build towards uh, Bianca and... I see her in my head and I can't think of her name now. Rhea Ripley. Rhea's another one who needs to go on a terrorism of the women's division like she was in NXT and get to that main event level. She was there... When she got to the main roster, but <coughs> they booked it too quick and too piss poorly. Baron Corbin, I refuse to call him Happy Corbin. Baron Corbin versus Pat McAfee. McAfee, fucking awesome. Great athlete. Uh, was... Oddly enough, for a punter slash kicker which are not considered athletic positions in the NFL. Uh, he was a great athlete in that regard.
Um, trying to think if he transitioned from punter to place kicker or the other way around. But he had a leg on him. He was a great player. Also, a side story, Baron Corbin, in his brief NFL stint, was uh, training camp roommates with Pat McAfee. Uh, McAfee can talk. He's, uh, like I said, a good athlete. He really brings so much to that announce table, that announce team on Friday Night SmackDown. And he's so charismatic. I don't want to see him be a full-time wrestler because he'll just get lost in the shuffle. But this, you know, special once a year, twice a year stuff, I I can get I can learn to like. They're gonna have to mix it up a little here and there. Can't always be him one on one with somebody else. But you know, this is pretty cool. It'll be a good match. I hope Mac, if he gets to show more of his wrestling skill than he did um, versus Austin Theory at main, uh, WrestleMania. I think McAfee will win. I don't know why I think that. I just think that. Street Profits versus the Usos. Um, I think this is going to be a no-holds-barred match from what I've heard. Uh, I heard that uh, Montez Ford got uh, bloodied on Monday Night Raw, which is new for WWE. They haven't done a lot of uh, uh, people getting busted wide open lately. But anyways, uh, I want the Street Profits to win this. Again, I'm sick and tired of people being a tag team just so they can be broken up. Montez Ford and uh, Dawkins, they, they should be buddies for the rest of their wrestling careers and just be good wrestlers uh, the, you know I don't want to see Montez Ford turn heel because he's too entertaining as a good guy so I don't want to see him turn on uh, I can't I keep wanting to say Daryl Dawkins but that was a basketball player but I don't want to see him turn on Dawkins or vice versa Okay. Though both guys could have great singles careers, but they can have singles championships and still be partners, friends, buddies, chums, pals. You feeling me, player? Uh, I want the Street Profits to win this one. Sometimes I predict my wrestling wins and losses from the heart because, damn it, it's still real to me. Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory. Austin Theory has the Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, I was worried they were going to... make this into a, a belt versus briefcase match and take the Money in the Bank contract off of Austin Theory. But uh, I think it's just going to be a straight-up wrestling match. I think Bobby Lashley wins because I think he deserves that United States Championship. And again, it, it puts Theory in the upper mid-card level, but not quite main event. 
uh, we'll see how it goes from here. Theory, or Austin Theory, was Vince, literally Vince McMahon's boy. Vince McMahon's hand-picked uh, future John Cena. Now the company's changed. We'll see what direction Austin Theory goes. I think he should still be a top player, top wrestler in the business, but he should go there slower and not be forced on us. So I picked Bobby Lashley to win that one. Ronda Rousey voices Liv Morgan. Liv, uh, she's got a lot, long way to go. Uh, of course, as he does, uh, <laughs> Jim Cornette, who I almost called Jim Carrey. Jim Cornette picked her wrestling skills apart. Uh, she came from nowhere. She went right straight to the WWE Performance Center. Uh, she was a cute girl with a good look. Uh, evidently enough, athlete, enough athletic ability to you know, win a spot and a contract with WWE. But it seems like she's not, a, she's not a polished wrestler yet. She works around a few uh, spots that she knows. Ronda Rousey, of course, we know her background. She's not a wrestler who can carry a match just yet. Maybe she'll prove me wrong on Saturday night. I'm not sure. But right niz of now, niggity niggity now, dog. Uh, what the hell I just said. Right now, uh, I think Liv Morgan has to win clean and has to go over in this match and keep her championship going. The fans love her. I, I love her, not in that sense. But, you know, as a wrestler, as somebody you can get behind as a human being, uh, you know, she says, you know, this isn't my championship. This is our championship. And we, the fans, just love her. She's just the kind of person, and it comes through in her character and her gimmick, the kind of person that you could get behind in life. And I think wrestling and young women need that. Now, what could happen is Ronda Rousey goes full heel in this match. Liv Morgan wins. Uh, probably by some kind of roll-up or fluke, you know, win. You could have Ronda get heat on Liv after the match. Now, now I'm really getting into fantasy booking. Have, uh, let's say, Becky Lynch come out and make the save and set up a Becky Lynch versus Ronda feud and then have Liv Morgan move on to a feud with someone else. But Liv Morgan needs to win and win a clean victory. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. This one gets interesting. Vince and Brock Lesnar were very close. Supposedly Brock walked out on Smack, walked out of the building and quit for a couple hours on Friday night after Vince announced his retirement. 
something on my lip. Alright. Sorry about that. Um, so, Brock Lesnar walks out of SmackDown, says if Vince is leaving, he's leaving. Supposedly. He comes back at the end of the show, beats up everybody, and then takes his hat off to Vince, literally. He's wearing a cowboy hat, and he takes his hat off to Vince. Uh, Brock doesn't give a shit. He's doing this for fun. I don't think he's going to beat Roman Reigns. I think Roman's title reign needs to continue. And somehow or another, uh, somebody up and coming needs to beat Roman Reigns and take that title off of him. Roman Reigns is carrying the company right now. And as a heel, he's doing a great job of that. Uh, he is cutting back his schedule in wrestling. But I don't see Brock Lesnar beating him right now at this point. Who knows how it will end up. Maybe it could be a disqualification. Though that would be a shitty way to end SummerSlam. But I think Roman Reigns wins. It's going to be an interesting match to see. Uh, Brock will be professional. Not like the WrestleMania 20 where you almost thought him and Goldberg were going to have a shoot fight. Which would have been hilarious because Brock Lesnar is a trained fighter. And a, a, a college All-American and college world champion wrestler. And it would have been funny to see him beat the shit out of Goldberg. Even back then when I kind of liked Goldberg. But anyway. Uh, Roman wins this one. And he probably goes over clean. Brock doesn't care. Brock's happy to live on his farm and slaughter animals and make you know whatever the fuck he does with his animals after he kills them uh, so I think SummerSlam is going to be a great wrestling pay-per-view I think uh, the 30th and 31st of July are going to be a, a great weekend for wrestling uh, two big pay-per-views I think I'm going to buy the StarCast pay-per-view I already have the Peacock thing for four bucks, five bucks a month. Why not? I mean, come on. So, anyways, God bless y'all. Pray for one another. Um, let's enjoy some wrestling. The post Vince McMahon era of wrestling has begun.